Good morning. It is Friday, February 19th, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in Scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. As we come to the end of our week, we begin to turn our hearts towards the Lord's Day, the day that is set aside by us and for us to enjoy our God and His blessings. Too often, we don't do a good job of setting it aside, though, and the Lord's Day becomes just as busy and tiresome as any other day of the week. So let's begin today to turn our hearts towards Sunday. Let me read our passage for us today. I'll pray, and then we will dive right into it. This is Mark chapter 5, verses 21 through 43. And when Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him, and he was beside the sea. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and seeing him, he fell at his feet and implored him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, so that she may be made well and live. And he went with him, and a great crowd followed him and thronged about him. And there was a woman who had had a discharge of blood for twelve years, and who had suffered much under many physicians, and had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus, and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If I touch even his garments, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house some who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. And he allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And they came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue. And Jesus saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. And when he had entered, he said to them, Why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. Taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kumi, which means, Little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the girl got up and began walking, for she was twelve years of age. And they were immediately overcome with amazement. And he strictly charged them that no one should know this, and told them to give her something to eat. Let's pray together. Father, as we finish this passage and finish out our week, Lord, be with us and care for us. Give us clarity of mind as we try and think through your word this morning. Amen. Yesterday, we took a closer look at the story embedded within the larger story here of Jairus coming to beg Jesus to heal his daughter. And today, we will finish up this story and then look at how Mark has used these three miracle stories to paint a clearer picture to us as the readers of who Jesus is. If you were to put the bleeding woman and Jairus side by side, 
There would be a lot of comparisons. Both of them are desperate. Both of them need healing. Both believe Jesus is the one who can save them. Both of them have faith in what Jesus can do. But the difference between them comes in in what actually transpires in the story. Jairus has gotten Jesus to hurry and come to his house. And on the way, this other woman comes and is healed. And you'd have to imagine that Jairus is freaking out that Jesus would waste any time to come and heal his daughter. And what's worse is that as the bleeding woman is healed, the news comes that Jairus' daughter has indeed died. Imagine the pain that Jairus would feel in that moment. It's almost as if the healing of the bleeding woman comes at the expense of his little girl's life. But Jesus comforts him immediately. Do not fear, Jesus says. Only believe. Jesus goes into the house privately with only Peter, James, and John. And when they enter the house, the house is in a racket, as would any house be where a beloved child has just died. And Jesus tries to get the room to believe, but when he says that the child is not dead but only sleeping, they laugh at him. And so Jesus puts them all outside and brings only Jairus and his wife to the bedside of the little girl. Now Jesus is a clean man, and he touches the dead girl's hand. Remember, touching a dead body makes a person unclean. But Jesus touches her anyways, and takes her tender little hand and says, Little girl, I say to you, arise. And without a passing moment, Mark uses one of his favorite words, immediately she gets up and begins walking. And amazement fills the room, and again Jesus tells them to tell no one. My friends, as we go today, let's look back at our three miracles. First, we saw Jesus asleep in a boat while his disciples, the men he called specifically to follow in his footsteps, are perishing in a storm. Great fear fills the hearts of these men when they see Jesus simply say, Peace, be still, and the storm completely stops. They ask themselves, Who is this man that even the winds and the sea obey him? They have no idea. Then Jesus meets Legion, the man who is possessed by thousands of spirits. The spirits know exactly who Jesus is. And they even confess him as the son of the Most High God. But all they want to do is reject him and get as far away from him as possible. And then in our story today, Jesus raises a little girl from the dead. But instead of rejection, instead of confusion, instead of fear, the room is filled with amazement. The room knew who Jesus was. They knew what he could do. And then they saw him do it. In my seminary studies, I'm currently learning Greek, and so I'm extra willing to go and look up the Greek translations. And this word, amazement, in the Greek is ecstasis, which is translated a few different ways, but in Luke chapter 5, verse 26, it's also translated as amazement. But look at the context here. And amazement seized them all, and they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, We have seen extraordinary things today. This sense of amazement is not the same kind of amazement we think of when someone hits a hole-in-one in golf or bowls a perfect 300. It's the sense of amazement that comes over you and puts you in a different state of being. Sometimes this word is actually translated as being in a trance. People are starting to catch on to who Jesus is. He's one of a kind. There's none like him. 
and none that can compare to him. Let me close us in prayer. Father, as we go today, we go out from your word and out from our week and into our weekend. Oh God, we ask your blessing. Help us to see you for who you really are. Help us to see you as the God of the Bible. Your word testifies to your power over the storms, over the seas, over the dead, over legions of spirits, over sickness. God, we've seen it all in these three stories, and yet you were king over all of them. Nothing could stop your power. Nothing would bring dishonor to the Father. Lord, as we go into our weekend and think about joining together with our brothers and sisters on the Lord's Day, oh, let your word lead us to worship, to bow before this same God that Jairus bowed down before, to bow before the same God that this bleeding woman fell before, to be filled with the same amazement that the room was when a girl who was dead was raised to life. Lord, help us this weekend. By your Spirit, lead us to worship. We pray these things in your Son's name. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Go in peace. I will see you on Monday.